Well, what is up? Welcome to Thriving in Relationships After Abuse. I am your host, Jessica Laurent. <laughs> Hi. Oh my goodness, what has been happening? I just got back from LA. Um, LA was LA was interesting. I won't say I won't I mean people hype LA up and maybe LA is like Vegas for me where I have to go back a couple of times to actually enjoy it or feel like I understood what was happening or I could just catch the LA vibe. LA was like Oakland to me. So it's like you don't know if you're in the hood or you are in a nice part. Super random. Lots of homeless people. Um Santa Monica was pretty cool. We got to eat a lot. It was it was, you know, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm struggling a little bit <laughs> emotionally. So, you know, when you're not in when you are in that downswing of your emotional space nothing feels the same so it's hard to get excited about vacations and things like that because it's like I really just need to balance or rebalance my emotional state none of this matters so that's kind of how my LA trip was so I have to give LA another chance I remember going to Vegas for the first time and I have to give Vegas I had to give Vegas another chance because I was pregnant it's like, oh, I hate Vegas, but it was really more so the idea that I was pregnant and of course Vegas wasn't pregnant for a fat girl uh, and everybody's drunk and you can't drink and it's just not good. So yeah, I got to give LA another shot on, you know, when I'm in a, a better space, but let's talk about a couple of things. Um, last week on the Jessica LaRon show, we talked a lot about the role of men, like fatherhood and the impact that has on a community especially the black community when fathers aren't present when you don't have a strong male presence for your children to look up to for the woman to depend on and how that really had a a huge negative impact on the black community and a lot of the social pathologies that you see in the community um, go back to the lack of strong male presence that um yeah i was having a conversation with a couple of people this week about this very thing and how important it is as a woman to have a partner who matches you the bible talks about you being equally yoked and i am not i'm not a christian but i do like the bible i like to go through it and discover the lessons in it and It talks about being equally yoked and that's important. So as I was going through and talking, I had a couple of guests last week talking about fatherhood and being a man and all of that. Just describing the man's role, you you know, the man is the provider. He is the protector. He creates safe spaces. He validates you, all of that. But mostly he provides and protects and creates certainty He's strong, he's aggressive, but not, you know, violent, but he's he's aggressive. And that's where that protection comes in. And you feel safe in the presence of a man, your man, the man of the house, and you can play your role. That's what I'm learning. A lot of women are playing both roles. You are the provider and the protector. And then you're also trying to be the comforter and be sweet and kind and empathetic and intuitive and homely and 
all of the things that you are created to do as a woman. And you can't be a full woman without a strong male in your presence. It's simple as that. If I am doing all of the jobs, some of that masculinity is going to seep over into the moments where I need to be kind, where I need to be a little more loving, a little more attuned to emotional feelings. So let's say one of the kids are having an emotional breakdown, just a real bad moment, one that you've had, one that you know all about. And this is the point where you need to be patient. This is the point where you need to be loving. This is the point where you need to just kind of sit with them and validate them and just just be, just be. That's that's the feminine energy. It, it's the, the energy of being. It just is. The masculine energy is doing. They want to fix, fix, fix. They want to go to solutions. A real masculine energy, at least. So if I have been in that masculine energy for too long, that's going to seep over into those moments where I just need to be. And instead, I'm impatient with my child and I need you to get it together. And I don't understand why you're crying and we need to fix it. We don't have time for this. You've got to be strong. We, You know, you just have to because now I'm playing both roles and I'm having a hard time keeping them separate because I'm not supposed to play that role. So just going through the week and talking to people about this whole idea of, of what manliness is we have this stupid super ghetto counterproductive culture of toxic masculinity where we can't let men be men you know we run around letting men wear dresses we putting them on the front of magazines and we're hyping up gay men and this whole gay agenda and I have nothing don't don't get me wrong I have nothing wrong or against gay people love them I love people period but don't why are you pushing it so heavily it's another attack on the family and quite frankly as a black woman and a, as a representative of black people black the black family can't afford to have gay men running around we need more masculine men who show up and do what men do so that's my spill on that but the role of a woman is being watered down being taken away from because women are forced to play both roles and if men aren't showing up and being men and sometimes we choose that sometimes we look past red flags sometimes we we use that situation to gain power and control because we know we can you know you find a man that's not masculine and not manly you can do whatever you want to do but at some point you're going to lose respect for that man because at some point, you're not going to have the strength. You're going to get tired. You're going to be weak. You're going to be empty. And what do you need? You need a man to come in and support you and lift you up and be that strength for you in that moment temporarily. But you chose somebody that was weak because it allows you to dominate them and give them, you know, take control of a situation because you don't feel like you have control. So now, all of a sudden, you need that man to be a man. and He's not. Because you chose him for the qualities that allowed you to dominate him. I watched my great-grandmother do that. My grandfather was amazing. Super amazing. But he was very passive. My grandma ran the show. She made all the decisions. She called the shots. Don't look at her the wrong way. Don't tell her what to do. She does what she want to do. I found myself doing that with my ex-husband. 
I find myself kind of doing that now. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that's all good. Some of that is based off of trauma because you don't feel like you had control, especially after the abuse. You have somebody that's so domineering and like just dominating you that you want to feel like you have control and power in the situation. So you choose people that aren't aggressive. But after a while, after you feel or find your personal power and you don't need to take it from somebody else and you don't need to find that, you know, you don't need to have that power dynamic between you and somebody else. All of a sudden, your power just comes from your knowing of who you are and your rebuilding of yourself. When you get to that point, and then you're just living life, eventually you're going to meet a man that is of your caliber. You're, you're going to lose respect for a man who's not a man. So now you have this person that served their purpose of letting you find your power or take control. But that doesn't last long. We can't, we can't play the role of a man constantly. It's not sustainable. It's not realistic. And so what happens, what happens, what happens is that you lose respect for that person. And it's hard to unsee a person in the light when they show you that they can't be a man and be the man that you need them to be. It's hard to unsee that. And so then what do you do? Do you wait around and act like, oh, okay, you know, maybe we can fix it. No, a woman can't teach a man to be a man. Something has to inspire him from within to be who he needs to be something needs to trigger something (laughs) but I don't suggest waiting around for that moment because you know who knows if it's ever gonna happen so as women if you are a woman who is single if you are a woman who is in a relationship or partnership with a man who is showing you that they are not a man If you are in a situation where you are playing both roles, you are providing, you're providing safety and comfort and predictability, you are providing protection, but you're also playing a role, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're the mom, you're the lover, you're, you know, the everything, you make the decisions, then you have to reevaluate your worth. You have to reevaluate what you want to manifest over the next few years because eventually you're going to feel burnout. You're going to feel burnout. You're going to ruin a a friendship with this person. Y'all could just be friends, (laughs) but you're going to lose yourself because I know from personal experience, when you realize that you are in partnership with somebody that you no longer respect because they're not showing up to be the man, even though you, you knew that because you really chose them out of trauma so that you can have some power. But when you play that role for so long, when you realize I'm doing everything, I am, I am all of the things, <laughs> you start to build resentment. You start to build resentment and resentment eats you alive. Okay. Especially if you're in a situation where you don't feel like you have the power to change the situation. Let's say you're married to a man. Let's say you're married to a man who is weak and you don't respect him. All you do all day in your head is argue with him. All you do all day when you see him sitting on the couch is, you know, talk about how, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. You know, and I said out loud, you're holding it in. But you're killing yourself. So at some point, you got to realize 
you're playing both roles and you'll never step into your divine feminine energy. You'll never feel whole. You'll never feel like you are yourself because you're not. You're not being yourself. You're not utilizing your energy in the way that it should be. When we have to play different roles, when we have to step into a different kind of energy, our bodies have to work on overtime. And that's not fair, especially I, I, I find myself looking at my decisions that I make as far as partnership, asking myself, if my children were getting married, my daughters were getting married, would I want them to marry the partner that I'm with? If you're, you have a son and your son is growing up and turning into a man, is this the man that I want my son to be? And you have to be realistic about that because kids are watching. Um, so, yeah, I was I was just having a couple. I mean, this this is a theme. This is, has been a theme this week. Several of my girlfriends, several people that I know, I've talked about this idea, and this was after um, all of the talks on the other show about masculinity, and they are in the same position of, I just simply need you to be strong. I need you to be a man. I need, I don't have to, I don't want to tell you that. And again, that goes back. Everything goes back. Everything goes back to the lack of fathers, the lack of healthy fathers, lack of healthy relationships that you're building, all of that goes back to men being men. But at some point, one of these men have to change the course of the generation. At some point, somebody's got to say, okay, my father was a POS. What he did caused trauma. I'm not going to pass that down to my sons. I'm not going to pass that down to my daughters. I'm not going to allow my partner to have to suffer because of that. Who's going to do that? I say the same thing about the black community. We talk about trauma, all the things that we've suffered, but who's going to change it? Who's going to say, okay, I identified it and I understand what's happening and I'm not going to let this go on. I'm not going to have my kids speaking on the same issues that we've been speaking on for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So, yeah, women need to have the space to be women again. The, the divine femininity that we possess is amazing when we get to do that at our fullest potential. When we don't have to think about being safe or stable or financially curved for emotionally, you know, somebody being emotionally involved. That's a whole nother thing that we'll talk about on the other side of the break is the myth, the myth of masculinity and how we've associated that with not being emotional and how men have to be emotionally intelligent also that's not just the woman's job and it's not masculine to shut down it's not masculine to avoid conversation it's not it's, it's not that's weak that's a weakness and so we have to we have to create space for men I'm not putting it on us but we do. We have to create space for men to feel. We have to help them feel. And you know you got a man, a man's man, when he's willing to do that and he sees the value and what you have to offer. It's like, oh, I'm emotionally intelligent. I see your trauma. Let me help you with that. So it's so many waters that we have to navigate in relationships. But 
the the masculinity piece we're missing and I have to I have to acknowledge that and I have to put that on the man. It's not on us. Okay. We we be tripping, but this one ain't on us. We're gonna take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Well what is up? It is your girl Jessica Laurent from the Jessica Laurent Show and Thriving in Relationships After Abuse. Guess what? The Jessica Laurent shop is open for business. We got all the dope merch, the Healing is Sexy as Fuck t-shirt. We got some Let's Go Brandon merch. We got some trauma-free merch. Anything and everything you need. We got some other stuff coming out soon. So head over to JessicaLaurent.com slash shop. Also follow us on Instagram at shopblackjess. Listen, you don't want to miss out on this. The holiday season is coming and why not buy some gifts? Listen, I appreciate the support. I'll let you get back to the show. Bye. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you are just joining me here, this is Thriving in Relationships After Abuse. I am your host, Jessica Laurent. And yeah, we have been talking about men being men and women having to play the role of both man and woman and how that really just kind of depletes our morale and it's hard to come back from losing respect from a man for a man I think that is possible it takes a lot of work um a lot of work but it's hard it's hard you know the worst thing about playing both roles is you could easily ask for help you could point it out but it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. If I have to ask you to do something, I still think you're stupid for not <laughs> for not seeing it yourself. So it, it takes the value out of it. Like if I have to ask you to, you know, if, okay, it's still going to feel good if I ask you to rub my feet. But I'm not going to brag about that. I'm going to brag about the fact that you just came over and started rubbing my feet. I'm like, girl, you know what he did. <laughs> so, you know, it, it feels different when, when somebody takes initiative. Um, it's just different. And you know it. Let's talk about emotional intelligence. This is something for me. This is my biggest challenge in life. Finding people around me that are as emotionally intelligent as I am, and that can support me in a way that moves me forward. So emotional intelligence refers to the ability to identify and manage one's own emotions as well as the emotions of others. Emotional intelligence is generally said to include a few skills, namely emotional awareness or the ability to identify and name one's emotions, the ability to harness those emotions and apply them to tasks like thinking and problem solving, and the ability to manage those emotions, which includes both regulating one's own emotions um, when necessary and helping others do the same. Basically, knowing yourself. I say this all the time. Knowing yourself is so important because if you understand who you are, you can move from a place of clarity. You can move from a place of confidence. You can move from a place of knowing. You can verbalize that so the whole world knows who you are and who they're dealing with. But when you lack emotional intelligence, you lack the ability to show up authentically. And people are interacting with a, only a portion of yourself because you don't know who that whole self is. So you show up with the trauma. 
you show up as a, a diluted version of yourself. You show up as whatever part you want to play to, to, you know, satisfy the world around you or fit into the world around you. And you do your partner a disservice when you don't know yourself. Emotional intelligence is a invaluable skill. People downplay this. People put too much emphasis on just intellect, academics. You could be super smart. I know people who are brilliant, high IQs. They can't socialize with people. They don't know how to pick up on social cues. They can't have conversations. What's the point of being brilliant? You can't interact with people. You can't share that. You can't share connections and bonds with people. You can't spread ideas. You could probably write a textbook. But people don't read textbooks for fun. People read textbooks for information or because they have to. But to spread ideas in a conversation. So emotional intelligence is important. So the emotionally intelligent are highly conscious of their own emotional states, even the negative ones from frustration or sadness to even something more subtle. It's crazy. I mean, I know how I'm feeling at all times, even the people around me. I've checked my own BS so much that I know when people on BS, I know exactly why you feel in the way you feel. And I know how to disarm that. I know how to create space so that you can be safe in that and move through that. But if the other person, and this goes beyond romantic relationships, this is for friendships and everything. Like even the relationship with my mom, I understood why she was the way that she was. And that she was predictable, like a reader, like a book. She wasn't willing to hear me out or try to change that. That's frustrating. It's frustrating. So it's one thing to be emotionally intelligent in a way that you can handle your own emotions. Like, you know, when you're sad, you know, when you're happy, you can verbalize that. You can verbalize that. I'm not really feeling good. And I think this is why I think this is what triggered me, because in a relationship, a partner has to know that we're going to talk after the break about communication and how emotional intelligence plays into that. But you have to know how you feel, because if you don't know how you feel, the other person can't help you get out of that feeling if it's a negative feeling. Or the other person can't celebrate with you. The other person can't validate, you know, something good or dismiss or dismantle an idea that might not be true. Because you don't even understand what you're feeling. So it's dangerous. It's dangerous to not know yourself because you become a burden. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Um, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you gassy? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you terrified? How do I speak to your soul in a way that disarms you? How do I speak to your soul in a way that calms you if I don't know how you're feeling? But you don't know how you're feeling. And now we all confused. So emotional intelligence really leads to confidence. Leads to self-confidence. I know who I am and I know what I'm feeling and I know I can work through this, even though these emotions can get tough. These emotions can get overwhelming, but I understand where they're coming from. I understood my sexual trauma. I understood why I wanted to give myself away to everybody that I met because it traced back to the other trauma traced back. I had my value tied to my body and that wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a good thing. And I, I got to unravel that and heal through that. I understand where my insecurity stems from. It stems from the abusive relationship. And I also understand how you fix it by communicating. If you, if I'm feeling, if I'm so I'm to the point where I'm confident enough to say, listen, this, this action created this emotion in me. And I don't know why. Can we talk about it? 
Was that your intention? This is where my mind went. Am I being irrational? Can you validate me? Can you not that I'm needy and I need I need you to just constantly be telling me stuff. I just I'm confident enough and I know myself enough to know, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. And I think that you can help me through this because it involves you. And I think that that's a skill that women need to master. But we need to do it in a way we're not blaming or accusing. It's just like, hey, got a little trauma happening, trauma popping up. You know, can you give me a little peace of mind with this situation? Because it, it ties me back to another situation. And this may not be true. It may just be a filter. And then somebody who is also emotionally intelligent enough to handle emotions like that can say, OK, let's work through this. But we got people who don't even understand themselves. So my biggest thing is, dang, I know who I am and what I'm doing when I'm having a rough moment and maybe I'm traumas coming up and I'm irrational, I need somebody that is able to unpack it with me and not feel threatened by me or feel attacked. So emotional intelligence is something that everybody needs to work on. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about communication and how emotional intelligence really adds to that and just communication in general and how important it is. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. This is Thriving in Relationships After Abuse. What is up? This is Jessica Laurent from Thriving in Relationships After Abuse and the Jessica Laurent Show. Listen, if you're listening to Thriving in Relationships After Abuse, what you need to do is go to Facebook and join the Thrive Tribe. This is a space where we can come together in a community. We can be vulnerable. We can be honest. We can be raw. We can be authentic. This is how we grow. We share stories. We gather strength from other people when we don't feel like we have it it's gonna be raw it's gonna be ghetto it's gonna be all the things that it needs to be it's there so join me on facebook at the thrive tribe we in there 